0: Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Great People Show. I'm your host, J.J. White, and he's in The Great People Studio with us, Mr. James Muncy, or affectionately known as just Muncy. What's up?
2: What's up? How you doing? Good. (laughs) Muncy. Muncy. James will be fine. James will be fine. Well, welcome everyone
1: to the show. Every, uh, every show we deliver to you, the listener, the insights and inspirations for a life of significance and serving others. Because true greatness is serving others. Where, uh, wherever you're listening to us right now. It uh, could be on Facebook Live, podcast, YouTube, maybe even the radio. Thank you for being here and allowing us to be a part of your journey. Uh, you can get every show that we do at our website. New website coming soon but please go there now greatpeopleshow.com i'm feeling a little lazy today man i've been battling the flu all week Ugh. i'm just
2: feeling like a little rundown,
1: but definitely feeling lazy
2: yeah yeah i know i wasn't sure if you're going to make it today the way you were talking uh, yesterday but you look good thank you i you got good color i um i think i would probably physically be better off on the couch
1: curled up right now yeah but um i, I well i was yesterday and that really bothered me I, I was. I still had the laptop. You know, I was. I was all flued out, but I still had the laptop on the on on the couch.
2: You know, it's funny you say that, be, and it's it's relevant to uh, to our topic today because I'm the same way. On the rare occasion I get sick, I feel so guilty. Oh
1: my gosh, man! For
2: having a lazy day, it's awful. It I
1: mean, really, it really is awful.
2: We should be able... I mean, I feel like that's like a problem, JJ. We shouldn't be like that. I mean, human beings, if we are sick, we should be able to lie in bed or on our couch and be miserable and try getting better without should. also feeling horrible that we are not working. I don't know what that says about our society.
1: I felt that yesterday, but I'm making up for it today because yeah. I'm I'm like so sweaty right now. Like, this whole studio is going to get infected with my germs. I mean, it's really Wonderful. bad, man. Oh, yeah. This mic... Trace, I don't, I don't know if you guys have like Lysol or something, but you definitely need to <laughs> Lysol this mic down. Yeah, um, probably should have put that cover on it, and then and then thrown that immediately in the washing machine when you're done. I, I would wipe all this down. Yeah, we're gonna Lysol the whole studio. Yeah, I have theoretically, I have no business being here this morning, but I'm committed, man. I, I'm dedicated. Yeah, and um, and when I was when I was really looking uh, at at this show topic, which today we're our, our focus today is going to be laziness. Which, by the way, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way on social media. Yeah, did you I saw that. Them? I did. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, the, the question was, why are some people so lazy? And a lot of people just directly answered the question. Quite a few people said, whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you know they're lazy? What do you mean by lazy? How do you define lazy? Like, they were, like, some people were taking big issue with the fact that I even put that out there. And... It, could be for various reasons, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. We, we tend to we tend to use that label a lot. We do with people that are um, how should we put it milking things off of the government, yeah. milking things off the people that they're labeled as being lazy, and there's other reasons why. I don't know. I, I'm just assuming that's where
2: the the I wouldn't say the pushback.
1: Well, yeah, it was
2: pushback. It was yeah. pushback. I mean, lazy is, lazy is relative. And, you know, I know later in the show, we're going to talk about, you know, what really does define lazy, right? Because yeah. in any given work environment, you know, if, if you've got an office full of hustlers, you know, the person who is, mm. uh, the person who is at the bottom of, of the hustling totem pole could mm-hmm. be considered lazy, but maybe they're Good not point. really lazy. Maybe the, the, maybe that person
1: would be an overperformer somewhere else. Yeah. But so, it, so it's, it's relative, relative, right? Yeah. So and the, the reason we're talking about laziness today is um, laziness may be a personal behavior, but it has a huge ha- impact on on the people around us mm. to, to your point right what if you, what if you're that what if you're that one slacker compared to everyone else whether you 're a slacker or not it's how people perceive you exactly it''s, it's and it's the uh, the model that we set for other people it does it affects how people see us and um, and we can model a behavior of Laziness that says it's okay to be lazy. Now, this one, this one crept into the topic big time this week on social media. If you're a parent, consider the message that you're sending to your children. And, um, and I read something about this whenever I was looking through the topic. If you're vocalizing it, mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm just going to be a little lazy this morning. Then you're setting a precedent that it's okay. It's okay to be lazy? And I think we should debate that on, on the show today. Is it okay to be lazy? Are there moments Ooh, for laziness? Good, is it chronic a good laziness? Is there any, a mo- is there any a moment it's
2: okay to be truly lazy? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I plan on being lazy most of this coming weekend. There is nothing wrong. There is, <laughs> but I don't believe you. Yeah. I, I do not believe you. I, I, do, know. I know you.
1: You're not going to be, you're not going to be that. You're not going to be... I think the textbook definition of lazy. No, I'm actually horrible at being lazy. Yeah, I think you are. Um, and the reason I brought that up is, you know, laziness is sloth, which is one of the seven deadly sins.
2: So, and people get confused. So, what, what do you know? What the definition of sloth is? Uh, when I was looking at it this week, it was just laziness. Just laziness. That's okay. that's all I really saw. Yeah,
1: it didn't get into great detail about it.
2: But I I don't think that there is a problem with people having a lazy day. Uh, whether it's intentional or because you're under okay. the weather, maybe you're just going through some some stuff. I think that chronic laziness is the biggest problem, and that comes from a lot of different places. It can, and I know we're gonna, we're going to get into that more during the show. It Can come from yeah. complacency. It can come from having a work environment or an educational environment that is not uh, challenging enough for you. Um, mm-hmm. it, it can come from, you know, it can come from. Not getting enough sleep. It can, you know, it can be physical reasons. Yeah. Uh, so, laziness can hit us from the physical, emotional, or mental side. And at the same time, it's a very subjective behavior. And what I do know is it's a very derogatory term. It is. I.
1: It's funny, though. I mentioned this just a few minutes ago. We will outwardly state, I'm just going to be lazy this morning. Yep. But if someone were to call you lazy, you'd get offended by it. Oh, very much so. Um. You mentioned or you asked earlier, what is laziness from our friends over at Psychology Today, one of our favorite websites here. Their definition is someone is being lazy if their motivation to spare themselves effort trumps their motivation to do the right or expected thing. So um, spare themselves effort. Hmm. Maybe that's just the definition of laziness. Um, And we should not confuse laziness with being idle. Right. I mean, you can be idle about something, but, um, not lazy. So then what's being idle about something? (sighs) Maybe you're, maybe you're at a crossroads with, with, let me back up. Maybe it's an energy thing, right? Mm, Maybe, maybe you, you just, you're just like, all right, I just need to take a break. I just need to go and idle for a little bit. I don't know. I'd call that being laziness. Like if you're working really hard and you need to go take a break, that's like being idle. But in many people's minds, they're saying to themselves, yeah, well, I'm, that's being lazy. Gotcha. I'm not going to be, I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep working.
2: Hmm. Well, speaking of being idle, it's time for us to idle for a couple minutes minutes. It is. And so we're
1: talking about laziness. Gosh, what a nasty word. Are you too lazy? <laughs> I hope not. Are you lazy? Are you the listener just being lazy? Well, we're going to talk about that whenever we get back. Don't go away. You're listening to The Great People Show.
0: The Great People Show. We'll be right back. Call into the show at 804-454-1366. Now back to The Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. You lack discipline. Maybe that's what laziness is.
2: Lacking discipline. Do you like my Schwarzenegger impersonation? Uh, it's uh, it's not great You lack discipline uh, you Is that to, better? Yeah, that was better Okay I need to work on I it. need to practice yeah, my, my arm a little it. bit I was
1: going to bring the audio clip into it It's a wonderful scene from uh, Kindergarten Cop I <laughs> that, thought I thought That was my last note on, on What we're going to talk about today Well, not my last note And we're done Yeah But from the from the perspective of focus Was laziness is really lacking discipline
2: And And this is by far... I think the biggest culprit of what causes laziness is lacking discipline in our everyday lives. A great example, Mm -hmm. if you have a job where you don't have a manager breathing down your neck and you are expected just to be sort of a self-starter and move at your own pace. I've certainly seen this in, in work environments that I've been in before. You tend to have people that just don't have the discipline to do their job all day, and they sit there yep. on their phone looking at Facebook, uh, on Instagram, on the internet, just surfing. And sometimes those people are just not motivated because they don't like their job, which can manifest manifest mm-hmm. itself as laziness. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those people just don't have the discipline, JJ. They need somebody breathing down their neck to uh, to motivate them. Let's talk more about that because
1: we did lo- we de- we did get a lot of great answers on social media this week on why some people are so lazy outside of the people that really question the, the question to begin with. Yeah, um, th- Those folks are just lazy, I guess. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, they're all friends, so I should be careful what I say. Um, so Paul said they lack work ethic, which is what I think you were just
2: saying with the job. Yeah. And, 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 and isn't that related to the love of the job, maybe? It, it can be, but uh, somebody... Somebody who truly has discipline, let's go back to the discipline word. Somebody who truly has discipline will be able to motivate themselves during their work day, whether or not mm. they like their, their job. So work ethic is something, true work ethic comes whether you are enjoying what you're doing at that moment or not.
1: So it's lacking self-motivation. We saw that actually a lot on the post. Yeah. You lack self-motivation. Some people... They will put themselves 100% into anything, regardless if they love it or not. Absolutely. Because of the discipline yes. or the dedication to maybe the people involved. Not, does it revert back to being too selfish about what you want?
2: It's like, oh, this isn't what I want to do, so whatever. So there are types of people in this world who can work a job that they really dislike and work it very well- For most of their lives Mm -hmm. And then there are people in this world Who absolutely have to have something That they're genuinely interested in In order to be successful in it Yeah, true I'm I'm the latter of the two And honestly, a lot of the time I'm jealous of of the first Because I think, you know I grew up with my father uh, for many years Really struggling and disliking The career and the job that he was in um, he, he was an executive uh, growing up in, in New York, but he always was hugely successful, even though for years at a time, he really disliked his job. Mm. I couldn't do that. I, I'm, I'm incapable of, I would get fired okay. because I, I, I could not for years at a time work in a, in a career that I, that I despised. So that kind of leads us to the next one here. A lot of people said lack a positive role
1: model. So oftentimes, and and this is, this is the message to the parents out there. What example are you setting for your children when it comes to taking it too easy? We're not talking about taking a break. We're not talking about being idle. We're not talking about taking a vacation. We're talking about just straight up laziness. And I think, I think parents, I've caught myself modeling the laziness too much. It's okay just to, well, if you think about it. Okay. So, and, and, In true honesty here, one of the things that really drove me to want to do this topic is I too often feel like I get lazy, Mm -hmm. especially on a Saturday morning, uh, not as much right now because we have a big home project going on. So that's consuming me. There's not a lot of downtime, but if there's not like, you know, something major going on, we'll get up on a Saturday morning and everybody's laying on couches with electronics. Yeah. Now, Take a picture of that. Hold it up and ask anybody, is this an example of laziness? Everyone in the picture would say, oh, yeah, we're being lazy. And I think most people would identify that as being lazy. Is
2: that okay? Yes. How often is it okay? That is the question right there. Seriously. Absolutely. I mean, is it okay? Of course it's okay. Is it okay to do that for half the day or the entire day, uh, every day? No, absolutely not. Yeah. But what model is it setting
1: if they just get enough of it to think that it's okay to do? Like, so my kids, how often do we get to do it before they say this is okay to do it more? Like, what what is the moderation there?
2: Well, I mean, that's, that's a parenting decision. I can tell you that that in our household, each of our kids has a tablet and they love playing on their tablets. And they get they get an hour a day. They get an hour a day, okay. and that's it. And it's usually uh, just before dinner. They come home from school. They do their chores. They do their homework. They study uh, all that. And then, if there's not another activity going on, uh, if if Catherine starts uh, to cook dinner around five o'clock, between about five and six, the kids will usually veg out on the couch uh, with their <laughs> tablets. But that's that's the that's all that they're that's all that they're allowed. Okay, that's one way to do it. And it
1: doesn't have to be always related to tablets. It could be just. Hanging out, watching TV. Yeah, you know, there's always yeah. lazy things to and do.
2: And they have their choice. They can do tablets or they can watch TV. Yeah. But uh, screen time is what uh, okay. Catherine calls it, Okay, uh, limiting their screen time.
1: While we're talking about this whole issue of parenting, many of you may have seen this on the news this week. Judge orders 30-year-old man to move out of parents' home. How about that? This this is a brain buster, folks. Michael Rotundo was sued by his parents after he refused to move out of their home and ignored letters asking him to leave. This is this 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 rabbit hole is going to get pretty deep. Those letters are coming from his parents. A 30-year-old man has been ordered to move out of his parents' home by court following a legal battle. A judge urged Michael Rotundo to move out of his family home in someplace near Syracuse, New York, on his own accord. The ruling came after Christina and Mark Rotundo sued their son, who moved back home eight years ago, after repeatedly sending him formal letters asking him to leave, but were unsuccessful. Man, blame the parents on this. Now, we could probably get a seriously heated debate on whether this 30-year-old man is the epitome of laziness because he's living at home, doesn't want to move out. The rest of the article is he doesn't have a job, okay? I'm sorry. That's laziness.
2: It's laziness, but it's also entitlement. Okay, I think reading. I you know I read the article as well, and I mean this this person felt like he was entitled yeah. to live at home on his parents' dime for as as long as he wanted to. I mean you have to have that feeling of entitlement to to not move out after you're served with a lawsuit from your 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 doggone biological parents. I mean that's insane. I mean try to wrap your head around that. Folks. That were
1: okay. I'm sorry. No,
2: it's just it's it's. Almost unthinkable that that could happen in our society, but but it did. And they were sending him formal letters. Parents, yeah,
1: in their own home, dude. I'm telling you what, not my household. There would not be any formal. If Ike was 30 years old in this situation, the formal letter would be me walking downstairs. And we'd be having a pretty serious conversation about this. I understand in states you have to have these things in writing and maybe that was the rest of it to get someone evicted. But if, if you have this type of relationship between you and your adult child and you have to go to this extent to do it, that's a failure in parenting. Yeah, total it's a total failure. This happened when, when he was starting at three, not 22
2: when he moved back in. I agree. And, you know, to be honest, as, as disgusting as this would still be, there's a part of me that's hoping to find out that this was all just, uh, just a scripted thing so that this <laughs> kid could get his own reality TV show or something, because it's, it's, it's well, just, might. it's just unbelievable. It is. And, um, so
1: and let me transition into the next phase of this whole parental enable parents, enabling laziness in your child. Um, a friend of mine, a former client, still his client. I mean, we're we're still friends. He he did not want to comment on the post on social media. He sent me an email. Oh. He didn't want his name attached to what he was telling me.
2: So names have been changed. Name, you, all the names have
1: been changed here, all the names. I'm not even going to mention his name. And uh, he had a pretty blunt comment about it and he's a he's an avid baseball coach. He does youth baseball coaching. Okay. And I and I replied back. I said do you see this often in your coaching? Dude sent me back, and I cleaned up a lot of it because we just don't have time to go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest issues he sees, these are real stories of what he sees as a baseball coach. All right. uh, example one, Tommy's mom and dad are mid-divorce. Tommy is a pretty good ball player, but overweight and tilted towards lazy. Dad is a planner, always on time, usually early, challenges his boy to better himself, but doesn't demand it or push it. Wants it to be his choice, limits video games, et cetera, and is always on the run, having fun and helping friends get stuff done. Mom always has the easy out, constantly is making excuses for the outcomes. Video games and food choices are pretty much free for all. No discipline here. No discipline again. Hmm. No consequences. Tommy is now lashing out at dad and mom comes running to pick up the pieces. Kid blames everyone and everything for his lack of performance other than himself and my friend's comments makes me ill. So this is what my friend's dealing with on the baseball field. Um, is that laziness? Well, um, I think what you're seeing is his, his, his background on what makes all that laziness manifest.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the mother is being lazy, and that is, of course, translating over to, yeah. to the child's lazy. Absolutely. I, I mean, let's face it, folks, it's easy to be lazy. Lazy is the easy way out. And if you're a child and you see that your parents are being lazy, you're probably going, with some exceptions, you're probably going to model that behavior. Mm-hmm. I mean, your average kid, uh, discipline is something that, that is pretty new to them. And if you're not teaching them discipline and you're letting them make the choice between, you know, cleaning up their room or sitting around munching on potato chips and, and playing video games, guess which they're going to do. And I think the bigger
1: issue is, not just teaching discipline, but modeling it, mm-hmm. um, the easy way out. Yeah. That's, that's the epitome of laziness. If you're always taking the easy way out, you're lazy. All Sorry. Right. Yep. If that's you, if you're always trying to find a path of least resistance in your life, in relationships, at work, with your kids, wherever, you're freaking lazy. Sorry. To call call me and debate me 804-454-1366 bring it on because i think this is this is the epidemic we're getting soft this whole society is getting soft and we're surrounded by anything that we want if we're if we're willing to go and get it and just the basics right just the basics that we have in our society right now give us the abilities to be lazy i, I don't care if you're down and out in, um, uh, living in poverty com- conditions, or if you're just riches, you know what, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, laziness
2: is the default. If you let it, Ab- if absolutely. you let it, yep. if you let it. And it's easy to let that creep in. Absolutely. And once you do, it becomes a habit, just like anything else it Mm -hmm. becomes a habit to be lazy it's a rut that we can fall into in our personal lives with our children and with our work it's comfortable yes because it's it doesn't require any effort on our part and
1: oftentimes we listen to all the stuff that goes out in the world that you know work hard get this get that and then when we get it we think oh we're done and then we get lazy
2: yeah and and then we just keep on behaving just like that until something else in our lives turns us back around don't go away folks the Great People Show will be right back. Call into the show
0: at 804-454-1366. Now back to The Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. So here we are talking about laziness. Yeah. And, um...
1: Uh, We have a caller on the line, Christine Christine, welcome to the Great People Show
3: Hi, how you doing? I'm good How
1: how did you find out about the show? Were you listening to us on radio, Facebook?
3: Well, I tell you, I'm listening you know, I'm actually on my way up to, uh, but I'm safe up to North, uh, Pennsylvania. But my girlfriend lives here in Richmond. Okay. So I listen to you when I'm down here. Okay. And this this subject is close to my heart. Tell I us about a it. Single female who has worked hard my whole life, ran my own business. My boyfriend, who's a surgeon, married someone who still lives at home at 30. Wow. She sat around and plotted for 10 years about a divorce, which he found out after after she went and filed for it. She gets 10 grand a month. She sits at home. She's a nurse, does not worked in five years. He's teaching his children that, hey, you're entitled to have whatever you want. And, the, and unfortunately, he paid off her school loans. And the judges in the child custody don't even see this as laziness.
1: Wow. I mean, it
3: is unbelievable. This woman did 14,000 tweets in one year. Wow. And she says this about the kids. Well, they're failing. Now, John doesn't get them every day. She has them almost every day. He's a man, and unfortunately, he's a Pennsylvania. He gets his kids four hours a week. They're failing courses, and her comment well, I leave it up to them. Yeah. To their response. They're ten, the, one, the youngest one's 10 years old. Oh, my. Guidance. Oh my I mean, gosh. It's unbelievable. Frankly, I don't believe in alimony. Not in this day and age. Get off your butt. Get a job. You want a divorce? Go take care of yourself. The spouse should support the kids, but none of this alimony. It needs to end. Christine, so I, create, I sense ahead. you're
1: not a, I sense you're not a lazy person.
3: Heavens no. <laughs> I when I got out of college, I worked two jobs to pay off my school loans in five years. I moved out of my parents' home when I was 17. When I heard about that 30-year-old guy, I thought, oh, my gosh. And my parents were great. They were supportive, but they encouraged us to be independent.
1: So, Christine, what is, what, what is your advice to our audience when, uh, if, if, if you're dealing in that kind of situation or you're obviously very passionate about being anti-lazy, motivate our audience. What, do you have, what are your words for us?
3: First of all, it should like you said, it should have started when he was a child. There should be simple George. I even say that to my boyfriend who's afraid to be the bad guy. Look, they need to help you set the table. Look, they need to help you read the table. When they come to your house, you're not their maid. Mm-hmm. You have to I mean, I had to wash the tires of the car when I was seven years old. I got a quarter. For each tire, my sisters and I, <laughs> we had no brothers. We learned how to cut the grass, the riding lawnmower. We didn't get allowances. We were contributing to the upkeep of the household. We were a family. That's how my father put it. Everybody had to contribute to the upkeep of a family. This business that, oh, you know, they, I see kids. They sit on their phones, and they sit on videos, and the parents are running around. And, you know, and and, and you know failure is a part of life. That's a, my was a big jock, and he taught my sisters and I to play sports. And he said, "You're not going to win all the time. You're not going to be the best. Someone is always going to be better at you. It's something. Just learn to accept it and try to get better yourself." Amen. This, uh, I mean, this business of oh, you know, everyone should get a medal. Seriously, that downgrades the people that work really hard or or exceptionally talented. It's. I mean, we're just a. Pliny little society and the younger generation <laughs> is entitled. I'm 60 and I see lazy therapists every day. My friend who works at the VA, you know, what the therapist said, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay for Of course because the VA should pay for it. I, you know, I'm not going to better myself. They should pay for it.
2: Well, Christine, where <laughs> do you think, what do you think the line between entitlement and laziness is? You know, you've used the word entitlement a lot and you've also used the word lazy. Do you think there's a difference between the two?
3: I think they're combined. Okay. I think people who are lazy feel they're entitled. They they don't have the intrinsic motivation or the self respect to say I did it on my own. They they want the easy way out. I think I think there's I think they're combined. Well, I think there's people that are entitled tend to be lazy.
2: Well, I certainly would not disagree with that, uh, Christine. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, we appreciate those thoughts. I'm sure our listeners do too. Have a great day, and hope that situation uh, resolves itself as, as okay, best I'm it can.
3: He needs it. You know? <laughs> Let the judges in Pennsylvania get him rain. Unfortunately. Right. <laughs> All right. Have a good Thanks, day. Christine. All the best. Thanks, Thanks Christine. God you. Thank Thanks you so much.
1: <laughs> preach it, preach it, Christine. Preach it. That's so, great. So here 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 are the here are the laws according to Christine. Help set the table, wash the tires, cut the grass, contribute to upkeep of the house. I I I slack as a parent on that. <laughs> I, I'm just now, for some reason, more and more noticing that maybe it's because the kids get to a certain age, Ike just turned nine, Millie just turned six. It's like, hey, you should take your plate and scrape it off into the trash because you're used to us doing it and that's gonna end.
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that. Um Catherine and I have been talking about that a lot lately. Our, fortunately, our kids do uh, part of their responsibilities. They do clear the table after dinner. They put the plates in the dishwasher. They have to unload them in the morning. So we've got that down. Where, where I get lazy, JJ, is, and, and Catherine has been pointing this out to me lately, is when I'm doing some sort of maintenance, some sort of work around the house, I'm not good at taking the time to make it a lesson For the kids, you know, whether I'm changing the oil in my car, cutting Mm -hmm. the grass, doing simple plumbing or electrical repairs, you know, I need to, I'm, it's easy for me just to do it. And I need to, I've got to instill that in my kids. And honestly, I've got to be less lazy about it because I need to take the time to do that. And, uh, she pointed that out to me recently and she's absolutely right. And the, we, we said this earlier, the default in
1: today's society is laziness and softness because that's the easy way out, that we have to make these extra efforts to do something different as a parent. And I'm going to go back to the second example that my friend sent me as a baseball coach of what he's seeing on the field when it comes to laziness in children and the parenting. Jeremiah is a pretty solid hitter. Big power, iffy contact, but it looks good when he gets a hold of one. Jeremiah only wants to play infield, although he is a poor fielder. Hangs his head when I see him uh, when I send him to the outfield, mopes around and misplays the ball all day. That's telling. They keep sending him to batting class but refuse to address his lazy attitude towards defense. Practice habits are weak at best. He could be something, but he won't. That's a startling statement from a baseball coach. Yeah. He will never practice hard enough. Grandpa is constantly pushing him to excel. Mama just says... If you don't start hitting, I'm going to just stay in the car. Oof. His words, classy and motivational. And I and, and so this, this was because I told him, I said, well, give us some motivation for the audience here. He said, there are two people that get out of the hood slash trailer park. One, they find some internal motivation that burns hotter than the sun and they will do whatever it takes to make a change. Or two, someone intervenes, mom or dad that keeps pushing, coach that somehow connects, teacher that sees potential. Someone has to help break the cycle. And I would add to this, someone has to break the habit of laziness. If you're the parent and it's never too late. Well, maybe it was too late for that guy earlier that got sued by his parents, who's now 30, but I still think it's never too late.
2: But listen, you know, you said earlier, JJ, that this is, you think that it's the parents and it's all about nurture. And I'm going to throw a wrench in that I think that nature has a lot to do with it uh first of all i 'm married to someone who she was she was the person in the in the trailer park okay and she <clears throat> had no positive role models in her life. Her role model was as if you ask her, she will tell you as far back as she could remember all that she wanted was to be in the opposite situation that she had grown up in, and she spent her whole life. It was a driver. In her childhood. It just, was a driver. It was, but it was in her. Her siblings didn't have that same thing. It was her. It was her personality, and she ended up putting herself through college, first one her family to go to college, put herself through mm-hmm. college, graduated magna cum laude. Obviously, we're doing just fine, but it was burning inside of her. It wasn't any sort her. If she had followed her, the example that she was growing up with, She'd be in the opposite. She'd be, she'd still be in the trailer park. Yep. So I think that nature has a lot to do with it. I've got two kids. You've got two kids. I can tell you right now, one of my children is a lot more naturally self-motivated than the other. And that's just the way that he is. Yeah, the wiring. Yeah.
1: We heard that from a couple people. So a big friend of the show, Stu Bain, had made a comment to us. And, and actually, it sounds like Catherine went against... The, um, the common pattern of something, this, this is actually, I don't know if this is a psychological whatever, but it's called learned helplessness, Mm -hmm. a condition in which a person suffers from a sense of powerlessness arising from a traumatic event or a persistent failure to succeed. I mean, if you're growing up in the hood or growing up in a trailer park, I mean, you are basically constantly exposed to a consistent failure to succeed. It's normal. Um, and it goes on to say this is uh, thought to be one of the underlying causes of depression. Is I guess to to uh, translate that is you become a victim of your environment. You allow yourself to become a victim of your environment. In that particular case, she didn't, and you said her siblings didn't.
2: Well, no, her siblings for the most part sort of stayed on that. Oh, they same. did. Yeah, they did. Okay, that's my point. Is that one person out of out of four siblings, one person had it inside them mm-hmm. to motivate themselves. And make themselves better. Yeah. So is, is,
1: is laziness accepting mediocrity? Is, Maybe so. Is laziness accepting complacency? Uh, Christine on, another Christine on Facebook this week um, said, complacency and mediocrity aren't punished. There's no, there are, there is no punishment in this world for laziness. Really there isn't. I mean, yes, you could lose your job. Yes, you could lose your spouse. But if you've made the decision to be lazy or to lack motivation or, or however maybe this should be framed, then you're willing to accept the consequences of that,
2: right? Definitely. And there are plenty of people out there who are very happy, happy, leading a life where they can be lazy and that is where they find their happiness. To them, not being lazy and being motivated and getting out there and hustling and working and doing all this extra stuff would actually lessen their life happiness. Yeah. We're going to bring this home in just a few minutes. Yeah, we're hustling
1: so hard. That's right. That uh, we forgot about our break. So we're going to take that right now and continue to talk about laziness. You're listening to The Great
0: People Show. The Great People Show will be right back. Call into the show at (laughs) 804-454-1366. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit Richmond.com. That's Richmond.com.
4: You can do all this yourself, or you can call N.R. Hayes Lawn Care at 804-357-3669. Commercial and residential grounds maintenance, mowing and trimming, flower, tree, and shrub planting, snow removal, bush hogging, and more. Because your time is valuable, call N.R. Hayes Lawn Care at 804-357-3669.
0: Now back to The Great People Show live call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366.
1: So what, what do you, the listener, need to get out of this show today? You should be asking yourself several questions when it comes to this topic. Uh, well, first of which is to be very aware and honest with yourself about your own behavior towards being lazy. I can tell you personally it's like the creep, man. I, I most times don't think I'm lazy, but when I reflect back upon behavior, I am not really happy with what I see. It's like you know we didn't really do anything for like three hours straight, and and I can't label that as rejuvenating or resting or recuperating. That was just straight up laziness. And I think these are the things that kind of creep. So the question you should be asking yourself is, do you ju- do you justify the laziness too often? Do you always have a good excuse? For why you didn't do something, yeah, and And that's, and I've often said, you either have bad reasons or good excuses. So, are you using them too often? It's usually the excuses. Um, Are you too hard on yourself to get things done? Because that's the flip side of it, right? It's like sometimes we feel guilty about laziness because we're just too hard on ourselves.
2: It's like I got to keep working, I got to keep pushing, got to keep pushing towards this, and sometimes. In, in, in that respect, I know what happens to me, sometimes you get into a place in your life, whether it's your career, your family, the combination of the two, where you have so many things coming at you, it, ca- it it like causes overload and you just kind of shut down because there's so many things that you can't attack. You feel like you can't attack any single one of them.
1: What about our audience member that feels like they don't have enough coming at them? There's not enough opportunity in front of them. They don't see a path forward in their life. It's like they're just kind of stuck in the rut of life. So their default is just to be lazy. Literally, there's just, there's no motivation or drive to do anything in life that they really, I mean, they'd love to do something, but it's it's just, they decide they can't or won't or
2: shouldn't or whatever. Well, I mean, it's it's tough to change that mindset and you've got to find a way to get around that, whether it's starting a new hobby, whether it is just your approach to the day. You know, a great book, we talk a lot about about books here that uh, you and I enjoy, and there's a book uh, written by an admiral, uh, William McRaven, and it's called Make Your Bed, Little Things That Can Change Your Life and Maybe the World. And what he talks about, and there's a great video uh, that you can find online of this guy uh, at a, I think, a commencement speech talking about how making your bed is a critical part of, I saw that. of motivation yeah. through the day. And and uh, and he says, uh, many people get up, they run or they do whatever their routine is. And the idea of making the bed is it's the same sense of discipline. It's the same sense that you're going to get up and do something, but it's an easy task to undertake. Mm-hmm. You're all out of bed. You just, you just put your bed, you make it straight And again, you get it right too, he says. He says, it's not about the kind of just throwing the covers over the pillow. It's about making your bed right and walking away and going, okay, that's good. Mm -hmm. That looks good. And as simple as it sounds, I'm proud of this little task I did. And he says that that little thing can set the tone for the rest of your day. To start your day with a task, make your bed, make it right. Subconsciously, that is going to alter your attitude for the entire rest of the day. Absolutely.
1: And you said it earlier, laziness is a mindset. It's 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 one of these things where I think we could call it a mindset, a behavior, a habit. This is probably one of the more powerful things that's eating you up and you don't even realize it. We have another caller on the line. Austin, welcome to The Great People Show, Austin.
4: Hey, thank you for having me on. I love what James was saying about um, the small victories. And uh, trying to go back to something that you were mentioning before about people who are just kind of, uh, too far back in life to to really be able to i mean they 're lazy but almost because they 're too overwhelmed yeah um, I feel like i 've been in that place in my life, and it 's uh I think you had a show on this earlier where you mentioned there has to be a spark, and you know, oftentimes there's a spark, but I found that. Getting those victories, um, you, you have lots of small victories, but you have to have a you have to look at what the next step is in your life. You have to look at the next step after that, and the next step, and then every so often you look up to the the top floor, which is where you want to go. But um, each step is a, a small victory that you have to get, and a lot of times there's a lot of barriers in your way to achieving things you have to find out what those those barriers are and how to get around them or how to you know how to get to that step which is you know one step forward one step forward and i know a lot of people out there don't have a whole lot of money they're not in a good location even getting access to a computer internet's difficult for them and that's a barrier for them to succeed and sometimes when you wake up and uh you're that far back there i think there's can be a laziness that comes from that that's, that's a little bit nuanced and different from, um, you know, just generally deciding uh, what your previous caller said, just not contributing, not participating. But I love what James was saying about the, the small victories, and I think that translates really well to even people who are far back. You just have to find out what that next step is that you need to achieve to achieve that larger vision and just keep making those small victories until you have a really big one.
2: Yeah, I think, Austin, I think that's great and, and glad you've been listening to the show. Uh, and you're right. and Motivating yourself by planning out that next steps Um, Knew a guy a while ago We'll we'll call him uh, Henry Who had trouble motivating himself every day And what he did is he actually wrote down his goals He wrote down what he wanted to change And he looked at that list that he wrote every single day In fact, that's how he started his day And by looking at that It gave him some motivation to take just one little step every day To pull himself out of the rut that he was in and he went from from a career that he, he didn't find fulfilling, that that his clients weren't happy with him, his boss wasn't happy with him, uh, to finally getting to a place that that he really loved what he was doing. And and he became motivated and that laziness went away. Yeah. I've known I've known lazy Henrys in my life.
1: Yeah. Well Austin, yeah, we thanks for have. thanks for joining the show, Austin. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for taking the call. All righty. Um another question, because this this was really bearing down on my heart whenever when I was initially thinking about this show topic. And the feedback that I received some friends really about the being a role model as a parent. And the question you should be asking yourself is, are you being the best role model to the people around you? Especially if you're a parent, especially to your kids. I've heard this multiple times. I want my kids to see me get up every morning, put on my clothes and go to work. Mm. I mean, that to me is the absolute epitome in a saying I heard one time is I want my kids to pull themselves, to be able to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. It's my job just to make sure they have bootstraps. And what are we modeling? What are you modeling to make sure that that your kids see you as someone that has work ethic? Essentially just not being lazy. I mean, just very dedicated to being a contributor in this world, being disciplined in this world. And there's, you know, there's a, there's a there's a limit to that. If you're leaving before they wake up and you get home after they go to bed, that could be a big problem. Um, I, I think you can sometimes communicate too much work ethic yeah. to the point where you're you're sacrificing your relationship with your children. But are you being the absolute best role model that you can to your kids? And um, the last thought that I want to have on this, as we as we start to bring this plane in for landing on laziness, is ask yourself another question are you ignoring your true significance in this world by finding a way around it? I mean, for every minute that you take time off to be a little lazy, and we've talked about this, we're not talking about the idleness, we're not talking about the resting and the rejuvenation, we're talking about laziness, folks. For every minute that you're taking to be lazy, and we know there's probably a lot more than one or two minutes here and there you are missing out on something that you were given in this world to go do, and you're not doing it. It's gone. That opportunity has the the, the train has left the station. Yeah, it's done. Um, it's never too late, and and if you feel guilty over that, because you were mentioned earlier, James, about you know the, the making the bed, and we heard from from our from Austin um, about whenever you commented about making the daily goals, sometimes you have to get to a point in your life where you just can't take it anymore. You literally just cannot live like this anymore. You're so frustrated. You're so overwhelmed. Where I feel people get really stuck is if they feel all of this is okay. It's absolutely legitimate and on every level, for me to be this lazy because to them, it's not laziness.
2: Yeah. And if that is you, you are going to regret being that way someday. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next year, Mm -hmm. but you are going to regret the time that you have watched go by as you have been complacent, as you have been lazy, as you have lacked that discipline, as you have watched opportunities for your kids and your career uh, pass you by. And you can change that anytime you want to. You just have to want to do it, and and then and then go make it, make that bed, make that list, take the little steps that will pull you out of that. Because a lot of people, that's where they are in their life right now.
1: Yeah, and if you want to really work on laziness, and you're not sure where to start, start with yourself. Do things to make yourself more confident in life. Uh, I I saw this from psychology today as well. Self-confident people. Are more apt to trust in the success and payoff of their undertakings. They are much more likely to overcome their natural laziness, and I love this because it it reinforces the fact that we are all, to an extent, naturally lazy. There's there's something in our DNA. Uh, maybe it goes back to being hunters and gatherers. That there's a level of 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 wiredness in us that says um, it's okay to, to to rest every once in a while. Um, it gets to be a problem when it's not just resting every once in a while. It's a true behavior and you can change this behavior. This is something about you that you can absolutely transform so that, as I said earlier, you're not missing out on the significances in your life to do what you were designed to do in this world. Because if you are just waiting for things to happen for you, and more specifically, you see things as happening to you you're gonna live in a world of hurt for a really long time. And that has to come to an end today. Yeah. Kind of like the show is about ready to come to an end today.
2: Yeah, but don't don't take the easy road every time, folks. The the hard road has great reward at the end of it. Yep. And it is worth the journey, I promise you. So always uh, always check out our show. If you want
1: to hear any past episodes, on our website at greatpeopleshow.com. Um, you can watch the videos on YouTube. We've, we we do this Facebook Live every week on Thursday mornings on our Facebook page at greatpeopleshow. Um, or just at greatpeopleshow. James, I want to thank you for being in the show, man. I, I kind of came in a little under the weather and lazy, but I'm jacked.
2: You've chirped right up. I'm jacked up. Thanks, folks. See you next time. See ya.
0: Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Many, many questions, but the answer is AM 820, WNTW Chester.